Welcome back to Idgits and Aspets. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 11, called Mystery Spot. And I love it! This is <laughs> one of the, like, top five episodes for oh, me. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. I, I really like... And it's one of the most memorable ones, too. Yeah. It's got a like. lot of humor. It's actually got some really... Like, it goes to, like, a really dark place. Yeah. At the end, too, mm-hmm. which I, I was rewatching it and I was thinking, like, oh, happy, this is such a fun episode. And mm-hmm. at the end, I'm just like, holy shit. I this forgot is about this. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we start out with Sam asleep in a motel room. The alarm clock goes off and it plays a local radio station. And it's the song Heat of the Moment by Asia, um, which is totally on my <laughs> Team Free Will soundtrack. <laughs> I love Heat of the Moment. <laughs> Anyways. I love that song. <laughs> so Sam jerks awake and sits up in bed. Dean is already dressed and is putting on his shoes. Dean says, rise and shine, Sammy. Sam says, dude, Asia? Dean <laughs> says, come on, you love this song and you know it. Sam says, yeah, and if I ever hear it again, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so Dean turns the volume. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Dean turns up the volume and says, what? Sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> Sam laughs and Dean points at him and starts lip syncing and bobbing his head. <laughs> so we cut to Sam putting toothpaste on his toothbrush and Dean gargling. Sam looks disgusted, but Dean looks really proud of himself. He always looks proud of himself, though, for the most part, you he, know? He just is really proud of himself. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Dean looking around for something in their room while Sam waits for him at the door. Sam says, whenever you're ready, Dean. Dean holds up a black bra and says, is this yours? <laughs> ha! <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> they, like, was it in the room? Did one of them acquire it I, in the room? To me, I got the vibe that, like, Dean has been carrying it around with him. Oh. And, like... Just waiting for the like, right moment. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> or he, it, like, fell out of his bag or something. He was like, oh, this has got to be yours. So yeah. He's, like, tucking it. This is double bag or something. You know, like, yeah. it, kind of, I don't know. There has been one bra that I accidentally left at a place in my in my sordid past. I don't think I've ever left. Well, I mean, not in any sordid type of past, but I don't think I've ever really left. I have lost a pair of sweatpants that I was really angry about. And my North Face. Oh, that sucks. That's super sad. That sucks. makes me so sad. I had this beautiful white lacy brand new bra and I left it under some chick's couch. Oh, no. I know. Uh. And it wasn't a girl I was friends with. Oh. So it's not like I ever got it back. I love that bra. What? You're giving me a weird look. It seems like I would just be like, hey, I left this at your house. Well, I was there with a boy. And so? it was it was like his friend was the girl. Oh. So I didn't have her number or anything like this. This is before Facebook. This was probably. before yeah, this was before texting. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, can you just uh Yeah, I was like That's an awkward conversation at that point. It's just like, well, it's yeah, just lost. If I ever saw her again, I was gonna ask about it, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh do so uh, then Dean finds his gun and says, bingo, now who's ready for some breakfast? Mm-hmm. So they walk into a diner and the cashier hands an old man some change and says, drive safely now, Mr. Pickett. Mr. Pickett says, yeah, yeah. A waitress says to another patron, can't stay unless you order something, Cal. You know the rules. Cal gives her some money and says, coffee. So Sam and Dean sit in a booth and Dean checks out the daily special signs on the wall. The one he's looking at says, Tuesday, breakfast, pig in a poke, three ninety nine. <laughs> Dean says, hey, Tuesday, pig in a poke. Isn't that... I have no idea a what a poke is. restaurant later, too? No, the, all of that is just from this. It's just that sign that says pig in a poke. Well, I thought that there was something... 
Or maybe it like came up in another restaurant or something. I don't think so. I think it's it's all from this. It's been referenced before, other than this episode. I thought. No, uh huh. Really? Yeah, I think it's only this episode. Huh. I could have sworn. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. It's probably. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm thinking of like all the the purple goo. Oh right, yeah. I don't think so. Those are all set in bigger sins. And this is not a bigger sense. Well, no. Yeah, I just, I think I'm just thinking of the different, like, food ones with that, you know. Anyways, okay. I get you. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Dean says, hey, Tuesday, pig in a poke. Sam says, do you even know what that is? The waitress comes over. Her name is Doris. She says, you boys ready? Dean says, yes, I'll have the special, a side of bacon and a coffee. Sam says, make it two coffees and a short stack. Doris says, you got it, and walks away. Dean says, I'm telling you, Sam, this job is small fry. We should be spending our time hunting down Bella. Sam says, okay, sure. Let's get right on that. Where is she again? <laughs> Dean says, shut up. Sam says, believe me, I want to find her as bad as you do. In the meantime, we have this. And he hands Dean some papers. Dean says, all right, so this professor, Sam says, Dexter Hasselbeck, he was passing through town last week and he just vanished. Dean asks, last known location? Sam says, his daughter says he was on his way to visit the... Broward County Mystery Spot. That's hard to say. Broward County <laughs> Mystery Spot. Uh, Dean looks at a brochure for the mystery spot and reads, Where the laws of physics have no meaning. They both look pretty skeptical. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Doris comes back and says, Two coffees, black, and some hot sauce. But just then the hot sauce falls off of her tray and the bottle shatters on the ground. She says, Crap. Sorry. <laughs> we cut to outside. Sam and Dean are walking down the sidewalk looking at the mystery spot pamphlet. They walk by a dog tied to a bike rack who barks at him. It's a cute doggy. It is. The retriever. Yeah. Uh, Dean says, Sam, you know joints like this are only tourist traps, right? I mean, you know, balls rolling uphill, furniture nailed to the ceiling. The only danger is to your wallet. Sam says, okay, look, I'm just saying there are spots in the world where holes open up and swallow people. (laughs) The Bermuda Triangle, the Oregon Vortex. Dean says, Broward County Mystery Spot. Sam says, well, sometimes these places are legit. Dean says, all right, so if it's legit, and that's a big ass if, what's the lore? <laughs> Just then a pretty blonde walks, uh, pretty blonde woman walks quite quickly past them, bumping into Dean's shoulder. She says, excuse me, and keeps walking. Sam says, the lore is pretty fascinating. No, that's not what he says. <laughs> Sam says, the lore is pretty freaking nuts, actually. I mean, they say these places, the magnetic fields are so strong that they can bend space-time, sending victims no one knows where. Dean says, sounds a little X-Files to me. They walk by an office building, and two movers are trying to fit in a huge desk uh, into the front door. I thought it was a piano. Oh, um. I'm pretty sure it's a piano. I thought it was a desk. I, I thought it was a piano, too, but then when I watched it again, I thought it was a desk. I'm going to look it up. I have no idea now, and I feel like I don't know anything about life. <laughs> okay, I'll keep reading. You let okay. me know. Um, one of them says, I told you it wouldn't fit, and the other one says, what do you want, a Pulitzer? Sam and Dean keep walking. Sam says, all right, look, I'm not saying this is really happening, but if it is, got to check it out, see if we can do something. Dean says, all right, all right, we'll go tonight after they close and get ourselves a nice long look. So we cut to nighttime in the mystery spot. We see a hallway painted uh, with green and black paint in a spiral design. Sam and Dean walk in with weapons and flashlights. Dean sees a table nailed to the ceiling and says, wow, uncanny. Sam is EMFing and getting nothing. <laughs> I will never not Google it. <laughs> I know. EMFing. Okay, it does say that it's a desk. 
Okay. I could have sworn it was a piano, though. I think it's because when you think of something like what happens to Dean in this desk, it's usually a piano. Well, this is true. I mean, it, it just seems so... Like, every time I've seen that, I've never questioned whether it was a piano or not. Like, I've always just yeah. been like, that is 100% a piano. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a piano, too, until re-watching it closely. Huh. So. Well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dean asks, you find anything? Sam says, no. Dean says... Do you have any idea what you're looking for? Sam says, uh, yeah, no. (laughs) Then the owner of the mystery spot catches him snooping around. His name is Mr. Karpiak. He says, what the hell are you doing here? He's aiming a gun at them. Dean says, whoa, whoa, we can explain. Mr. Karpiak says, are you robbing me? Sam says, look, nobody's robbing you. Calm down. Mr. Karpiak says, don't move. Dean says, I'm just putting my gun down. But Mr. Karpiak shoots Dean right in the chest. Then he looks surprised that he shot someone. And they're like, oh no! I know. (laughs) Sam goes over to Dean and tells Mr. Karpiak to call 911. Mr. Karpiak says, I didn't mean to. But Sam yells, now! So Dean is slowly dying in Sam's arms. Sam says, no, no, not like this. But Dean dies. And then we get our opening title sequence. I hate watching them die. I know. (laughs) So we cut to Sam waking up in his motel room to the song Heat of the Moment. He sits up in bed and Dean is on the other bed putting his shoes on. Dean says, rise and shine, Sammy. Dude, Asia. Sam looks Mm -hmm. totally shocked. Dean says, oh, come on. You love the song and you know it. He turns up the volume and does a little dance move. Mm -hmm. Then we cut to the boys in the bathroom cleaning their teeth. Sam keeps staring at Dean. So Dean says, what? Sam says, I don't know. Dean asks, you all right? Sam says, no, I don't think I... Man, I had a weird dream. Dean says, yeah, clowns are midgets. Then we cut to Sam and Dean walking into the diner. The cashier hands uh, Mr. Pickett some change and tells him to drive safely. Mr. Pickett says, yeah, yeah. Doris, the waitress, tells Cal that he can't stay unless he orders something, so he orders coffee. Sam and Dean sit down on a, in a booth, and Dean says, hey, Tuesday, pig in a poke. <laughs> Sam says, it's Tuesday? Dean says, yeah. Doris comes up and asks if they're ready. Dean says, yes. He orders a special with a side of bacon and a coffee. Sam says, uh, nothing for me, thanks. Dora says, let me know if you change your mind. She walks away, and Dean says, I'm telling you, Sam, this job is small fry. We should be spending our time hunting down Bella. Sam is looking around the diner in confusion. He's <laughs> looking a little lost. Yeah. <laughs> Dean snaps his fingers and says, hey, you with me? You sure you feel okay? Sam says, you don't remember any of this? Dean says, remember what? Sam says, this, today, like it's happened before. Dean says, you mean like, uh, I have no idea what this says. Deja vu. It says deja vu. <laughs> that looks like I wrote de, de Java. So anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Dean says, you mean like deja vu? Sam says, no, I mean like it's really happened before. Dean says, yeah, like deja vu. <laughs> Sam says, no, forget about deja vu. I'm asking you if it feels like we're living yesterday all over again. Dean says, okay, how is that not deja vu? But Sam interrupts him and says, don't, don't say it. Just don't even. Just I'm then, done with you, Dean. I know. <laughs> Just then Doris comes back with Dean's coffee. The hot sauce falls off the tray, but Sam catches it. Doris thanks him and then walks away. Dean says, nice reflexes. So we cut to the boys walking outside. They pass the barking dog. Dean says, Sam, I'm sorry, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Sam says, okay, look, yesterday was Tuesday, right? But today is Tuesday, too. <laughs> I see that on so many memes. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was Tuesday, but today is Tuesday, too. It's just like, what? 
Dude says, yeah, no, good. You're totally balanced. <laughs> Sam says, so you don't believe me? Dean laughs, and just then the pretty blonde girl runs into Dean's shoulder. She says, excuse me. Dean says to Sam, look, I'm just saying that it's crazy, you know? I mean, even for us, crazy. Dingo ate my baby crazy. Hey, maybe it was another of your psychic premonitions. Sam says, no, no way. Way too vivid. Okay, look, we're at the mystery spot. And then Dean says, and then what? Sam says, then I woke up. The boys pass by the furniture movers trying to fit a desk inside the front door of the building. One of them says, I told you it wouldn't fit. The other one says, what do you want, a Pulitzer? (laughs) Sam says, wait a minute, the mystery spot. You think maybe it, uh, we got to check that place out. Just go with them, or just go with me on this. Dean says, all right, all right, we'll go tonight after close, get ourselves a nice long look. Sam says, wait, what? No, let's go now, right now. Business hours, (laughs) nice and crowded. Everybody's there. Dean says, my God, you're a freak. (laughs) Okay, whatever, we'll go now. Then Dean steps off the sidewalk to cross the street and gets hit by a car hard. Sam runs to Dean, who is bleeding and barely alive. Sam holds him, but Dean dies. The driver of the car that hit Sam stops his car and looks back at them. It's Mr. Pickett from the diner. Also, he kind of looks like Gandalf. Oh, he does a little bit. Like, every time I saw him, I'm like, it's Gandalf! Yeah, he does. You're totally (laughs) right. (laughs) So we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment, playing on the alarm clock. Dean is putting on his shoes. He says, rise and shine, Sammy. So we cut to Sam watching Dean gargle water after brushing his teeth. (laughs) We cut to the diner. Dean says, hey, Tuesday, pig in a poke. Sam says, would you just listen to me, Dean? Because I am flipping out. <laughs> Doris, the waitress, comes up and asks, are you boys ready? Sam says, he'll take the special side of bacon, coffee, black. Nothing for me, thanks. She says, you got it, and walks away. <laughs> Dean says, Sammy, I get all tingly when you take control like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not going to lie, though. If somebody did that to me and like tried to order my food for me, I'd be like, the hell you think you are? Like, uh, I'm going to pick my own food. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. If somebody picked what I was going to eat, I'd be super pissed. But yeah. there's a lot of times I'm like, Eric, just tell them I want this. Well, that's one thing. Like, right. that's totally... But that's like you're still ordering it. But if somebody yeah. were to just be like, he'll... Like, oh, she'll have this. I'd be like, the what? You, even if that's what I wanted, I'd be like, no, I'm ordering something different. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I get it. That would piss me off. <laughs> so Sam says, quit screwing around, Dean. Dean says, okay, okay, I'm listening. So now you think that you're in some kind of what? Sam says, time loop. Dean says, like Groundhog Day. Sam says, yes, exactly, like Groundhog Day. Dean says, "Uh uh-huh. I haven't seen that. What? (laughs) (laughs) That is such a good movie. Total classic. I haven't seen it, that's for sure. Oh, that's a great movie. You would really like it. I think I, yeah, I, there's... We we seriously need to be keeping a list. <laughs> I know. We always say that, and then neither of us writes anything down ever. I know, right? Because here's my thing. Oh, I got all the Final Destination movies for you to watch. <laughs> There's five of them. Okay. I got them all. Okay. <laughs> Listen, once I get my place, and once I have my kitty cat, mm-hmm. we'll sit there and watch Final Destination together, okay. and it's going to be great. <laughs> okay. Because I was, I was over at my aunt's house, and I was like, one of us said something and I was like oh I need to borrow these movies from my cousin from you now yeah. and so I was looking and there were 
my cousin has so many horror movies. It just yeah. made my my heart just so happy. <laughs> so I was like, can I borrow these movies? And she was like, you can just have them. And I was just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have them all for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, like Groundhog Day. Dean says, uh-huh. Sam says, so you don't believe me? Dean says, it's a little crazy, even for us crazy. You know, like uh, Sam says, Dingo ate my baby crazy. <laughs> Dean says, how'd you know I was going to say that? Sam says, because you've said it before, Dean. That's my whole point. Doris comes over and says, coffee, black, and some hot sauce for the... Then the hot sauce falls and Sam grabs it without even looking. Doris says, crap, thanks. Dean says, nice reflexes. Sam says, no, I knew it was going to happen. Dean says, okay, look, I'm sure that there's some sort of explanation. <laughs> Sam says, you're just an... <laughs> Sammy says, you're just going to have to go with me on this. All right, Dean, you just have to. You owe me that much. <laughs> Dean says, calm down. <laughs> Sam says, don't tell me to calm down. I can't calm down. I can't because... I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out, yeah. Because you die today, Dean. <sighs> Dean says, I'm not going to die. Not today. Sam says, twice now. I've watched you die, and I can't. I won't do it again, okay? And you're just going to have to believe me, please. Dean says, all right. I still think you're nuts, but okay. Whatever this is, we'll figure it out. So we cut to the boys outside, walking past the barking dog. The pretty blonde bumps into Dean. As they walk by, she says, excuse me. They walk by the bickering movers. (laughs) Dean says, and you think this cheesy-ass tourist trap has something to do with it? Sam says, maybe it's the real deal, you know? The magnetic fields bending space-time or whatever. Dean says, that all seems a little too X-Files for me. Sam says, well, I don't have to, well, I don't know. My writing got real weird here. (laughs) Well, I don't know how else to explain it, Dean. Dean says, all right, all right, we'll go tonight after they close. Get ourselves a nice long look. Sam says, no, no, we can't because you. Dean says, I what? I die there? Sam says, blown away, actually. (laughs) Dean looks mildly upset by this. He says, okay, (laughs) let's go now. He steps off the sidewalk, and Sam grabs him and pulls him back as Mr. Pickett drives by. He yells out of the window, get out of the way. (laughs) Dean laughs, but Sam looks upset. Dean says, wait, did he? Sam says, yesterday, yeah. (laughs) Dean says, and? Sam says, and what? Dean says, did it look cool like in the movies? Sam says, you peed yourself. (laughs) I mean, when you die, there is no muscle control anymore. Exactly. Like, you pee and sometimes do worse than that. Exactly. (laughs) Dean says, of course I peed myself. A man gets hit by a car. You think he has full control over his bladder? Come on. I mean, it's fair. I know. (laughs) It's a fair assessment. (laughs) Then he looks both ways and carefully steps off the sidewalk. We cut to the mystery spot. Mr. Karpiak is saying to Sam and Dean, boys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. We could use all the good ink we can get. Sam says, how long have you owned this place? He says, well, my family's been guarding the secrets here since you don't want to know when. Sam says, so you'd know if anything strange happened. Mr. Karpiak says, strange? Strange happens here all the time. It's a mystery spot. (laughs) Sam asks, what exactly does that mean? Mr. Karpiak says, well, uh, it's where the laws of physics have no meaning. Sam says, okay, like how? Mr. Karpiak says, take the tour. Dean says, the guy who went missing, Dexter Hasselbeck, he take the tour? Mr. Karpiak says, hold on a minute. What kind of article is this? Sam says, just answer the question. Mr. Karpiak says, the police scoured every inch of this place. They could not find that man. I've never seen him before. We're a family establishment. Sam says, listen to me. There's something weird going on here. Now, do you know anything about it or not? 
Mr. Carpiak says, okay, look, guys, give it a break. I brought this joint at a foreclosure auction last month, all right? I'm sorry, last March, all right? <laughs> Hell, I used to sell bail bonds. Dean says to Sam, okay, Kojak, let's get some air. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking outside in front of the building uh, with the movers. Dean says, well, I hate to say it, but the place is exactly what I thought. It's full of crap. Sam says, okay, what is it then, Dean? What the hell is happening to us? Dean says, I don't know, all right. Let me just... So every day I... So every day I die. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, that's when you wake up again, right? So let's just make sure I don't die. If I make it to tomorrow, then maybe the loop stops and we can figure all this out. Sam says, do you think? Dean says, it's worth a shot. I say we grab some takeout, head back to the motel... Lay low until midnight, all right? I mean, that seems like what I... That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite honestly, I'd just be like, wait it out. Exactly. (laughs) He says, good. Who wants some Chinese? He starts walking again, and suddenly the large desk drops on him, crushing him. Curse black. (laughs) Yeah. We see the movers have been trying to haul it through a window, and the rope holding it broke. So, yep. Crushed by a desk. (laughs) That's some, like, skin exploding... Oh, that was that was like somebody stepped on a slug. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Gross. gross, gross, gross. Nasty. So we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. Dean is tying his shoe and says, "Rise and shine, Sammy." Sammy lays back down, dejected. <laughs> just like not again. I know. I just be like, "Can I just? I'm just gonna stay in bed today." <laughs> so we cut to the boys in their booth at the diner. Dean says, "I still think you're nuts, but whatever this is, we'll figure it out." Sam says, "Thanks." I gotta take a drink of water. <laughs> Do it. Mm. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> My throat is so dry. Um, <sighs> Dean says, so, if you're stuck in Groundhog Day, why? What's behind it? Sam says, first I thought it was a mystery spot. Now I'm not so sure. Dean asks, what do we do? Sam says, well, we keep you breathing. Try to make it to tomorrow. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Dean says, shouldn't be too hard. Sam says, yeah, right, Dean. I've watched you die a few times now, and I can't ever seem to stop it. Dean says, well, nothing's set in stone. You say I order the same thing every day, right? Sam says, yeah, pig in a poke, side of bacon. Dean says to the waitress, excuse me, sweetheart, can I get sausage instead of bacon? Dora says, sure thing, hun." To Sam, Dean says, see, different day already. <laughs> you see, if you and I decide that I'm not going to die, I'm not going to die. Doris brings well. Dean his food. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll see about that. Doris brings Dean his food, and Dean thanks her. Dean takes a bite of sausage and then starts choking. <laughs> Dean says, Dean? Then we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. Okay, I just would like to say that I love the fact that Dean dies from choking on a sausage. I know. <laughs> like, such, like, I, there's just, it's so funny, you know? Like, yeah. why, of all the things, like, he chokes on a sausage. I know. I have really? a favorite one. I'll tell you when it happens. Oh, listen, I've already, like, this This is planned out. We have our favorite moments from this episode, mm-hmm. and then we have our favorite way that Dean dies. Okay. That's what's going to happen today. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, so we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. We cut to Dean peeking out of the shower curtain with soap all over his face. He says, you mean we can't even go out for breakfast? Sam says, you'll thank me when it's Wednesday. Dean says, whatever that means. Then we hear <laughs> then we hear Dean yelp and a big thud sound from the shower. <laughs> We cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. We cut to Sam and Dean eating tacos in their motel room. Dean asks, do these tacos taste funny to you? 
Then we cut to Sammy waking up to heat of the moment. That was my favorite. <laughs> These tacos taste funny. <laughs> I just, I mean, the fact that that must have been a slow death, too. You know what I mean? Or really quick, because off all of a sudden, he's just like, hey, these taste funny, and he's dead? Like... I don't know. I think if you're going to die by food poisoning, it takes a while. Unless it wasn't food poisoning. That's true. I think if it you was, think though. about what's causing all of this, it probably wasn't food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Um, so we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. We cut to Dean plugging in his electric razor and getting electrocuted. <laughs> we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. <laughs> we cut to Sam and Dean at the mystery spot. Mr. Karpiak is duct taped to a chair while Dean watches Sam destroy a wall with an axe. <laughs> like... Crazy. Yeah, Sam has lost this. it. Yeah. He has gone off the deep end. Yeah. Dean says to Mr. Karpiak, Everybody's fine. Nobody's gonna get hurt. Okay. <laughs> Sammy, maybe you should drop the X and let this guy go. What do you say? Sam says, Something's gotta be going on here. I intend to find out what. <laughs> Dean says, The place is tore up pretty good, dude. Time to give it a rest. Sam yells, No, I'm not I'm gonna take Sam yells, no, I'm going to take it down to studs. <laughs> Dean says, Sammy, that's enough. Give me the axe. He walks over to Sam, but the camera stays on Mr. Karpiak, so we can't see Sam and Dean. Dean says, give me the axe. Give it. Let go. Come on. Sam keeps saying, no, no. And we hear them struggling. And then a slicing sound and blood sprays all over Mr. Karpiak, who starts screaming. <laughs> then we cut to Sam waking up. Thank you the moment. <laughs> We cut to the boys walking into the diner. The cashier hands Mr. Pickett his change and tells him to drive safely. Doris tells Kyle that he can't stay unless he orders something, so he orders coffee. Sam and Dean sit down in their booth. Dean points to a sign on the wall and says, Hey, Tuesday, pig in a poke. <laughs> Sam puts a sign. I would be so pissed at that <laughs> Like, too. not even because of all the times that he's dying or any of that sort of stuff. I'd be like, Enough with the pig in the poke! You I know. know. Like, oh my god. I totally don't. <laughs> Sam puts a set of keys on the table. Dean says, or Dean asks, what are those? Sam says, the old man's, uh, meaning Mr. Pickett's. Sam says, trust me, you don't want him behind the wheel. <laughs> Doris comes over and says, you boys ready? Dean says, yes, we are. I'll have the special side of bacon and a coffee. Sam says, hey, Doris, what I'd like is for you to log in some more hours at the archery range. <laughs> You're a terrible shot. <laughs> Which means he also got shot with yes, an arrow. <laughs> yes. She says, how do you know? Sam says, lucky guess. She walks away and Dean says, okay, so you think you're caught in some kind of what again? Sam, who is 1,000% done, says... He's hashtag over it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He says, time loop. Dean says, like Groundhog Day. Sam says, it doesn't matter. There's no way to stop it. Dean says, geez, aren't you grumpy? Sam says, yeah, I am. And you want to know why? Because this is the 100th Tuesday in a row I've been through, and it never stops, ever. So, yeah, I'm a little grumpy. Hot sauce. Dean says, what? Doris comes over with Dean's coffee, and the hot sauce falls, and Sam catches it. Doris says, crap, thanks, and walks away. Dean says, nice reflexes. Sam says, I knew it was going to happen, Dean. I know everything that's going to happen. Dean says, you don't know everything. Sam says, yeah, I do. Then at that very same time, they both say, yeah, right. Nice guess. Sam says, it wasn't a guess. They both say at the same time, right, you're a mind reader. Cut it out, Sam. Sam, you think you're being funny, but you're being really, really childish. (laughs) Sam Winchester wears makeup. Sam Winchester cries his way through sex. Sam Winchester keeps a ruler by the bed, and every morning when he wakes up, Dean says, okay, enough. (laughs) 
He's like, I believe you. I believe you. Okay, okay. <laughs> like you. <laughs> Don't make me say it. I know. <laughs> Sam says, that's not all. Randy, the cashier, he's skimming from the register. Judge Myers, at night he puts on a furry bunny outfit. <laughs> the judge hears this and the knocks furries? his drink over accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, over there, that's Cal. He's going to rob Tony, the mechanic, on the way home. Dean says, what's your point? Sam is. Sam says, my point is, I've lived every possible Tuesday. I've watched you die every possible way. I have ripped apart the mystery spot, burnt it down, tried everything I know to solve to save your life, and I can't. No matter what I do, you die. Then I wake up, and then it's Tuesday again. <sighs> so we cut to Sam and Dean walking down the street. Sam says, dog, and they walk past the barking dog. <laughs> dog. dog. <laughs> Dean says, there's got to be some way out of this. Sam says, where's my dang keys? They walk by Mr. Pickett, who says, where's my dang keys? Sam says, excuse me. And the pretty blonde girl runs into Dean's shoulder and says, excuse me. Dean says, she's kind of cute. Hey, all the times we've walked down the street, I ever do this? He turns around and goes back to the girl. Sam says, no. The girl hands Dean a flyer from the stack she's carrying. Dean goes back to Sam and says, 100 Tuesdays, and he never bothered to check what she was holding in her hands? Nope. <laughs> Sam shakes his head, and Dean shows him the flyer. It's a missing persons poster. This is the guy who went missing. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, that's his daughter back there. Sam goes running after the girl, leaving Dean behind. The dog starts to bark at Dean. Dean says, hey, buddy, somebody need a friend? Then the dog snarls, and Dean screams. That dog, like, didn't even snarl. He roared. Yeah. Like, it was just like, and yeah. like, okay, that's not going to come out of a golden retriever. <laughs> I love that Dean screams. <laughs> that you hear scream. uh, then we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. We cut to the diner. Sam's looking at his laptop. He says, so the police report says Dexter Hasselbeck is a professor, but that's not all he is. Dean says, what is he? Sam says, I talked to his daughter. The guy's quite the journalist. Columns and magazines and a blog. He writes about tourist attractions, mystery spots, UFO crash sites. He gets his, kick de- he gets his kicks debunking them. I mean, he's already put four of these places out of business. He shows Dean the computer screen, and Dean says, Dexter Hasselbeck, truth warrior. More like pompous schmuck if schmuck I get it. More schmuck. like pompous schmuck if you ask me. Schmuckers. Schmuck. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, tell me about it. I mean, I've read everything the guy's ever written. He must have weighed a ton. He was so full of himself. <sighs> Dean asks, when did you have enough time to do all this research? Sam says, come on, and they get up to leave. Dean asks, it's funny, you know. I mean, this guy spends his whole life uh, crapping on mystery spots, and then he vanishes in one. Cropping? Crapping. He said cropping. <laughs> yeah, I immediately went to crop dusting these mysteries. <laughs> He's just tooting and walking away. Okay, That's where my mind went, folks. He's just crop dusting all these mystery spots and walking off. <laughs> Ruining them for everybody. <laughs> That's a lot of gas. It's a lot of gas. Okay. Um... um that's great. This guy, <laughs> this guy spends his whole life crapping on mystery spots, and then he vanishes in one. It's kind of poetic, you know, like just desserts. Sam says, you're right. That is just desserts. Then Sam notices a plate at the counter where an older man with white hair had been sitting before he left a few minutes ago. Sam sees that the man had strawberry syrup with his pancakes. Dean sees Sam staring and asks him what's wrong. Sam says, guy has maple syrup for the past 100 Tuesdays. All of a sudden, he's having strawberry? <laughs> Dean says, it's a free country. Man can't choose his own syrup, huh? What have we become? 
Sam says, not in this diner. Not today. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not That's today. Right. <laughs> he says, nothing in this place ever changes. Ever. Except me. So we cut to Sam waking up to heat of the moment. Dean is putting on his shoes and says, rise and shine, Sammy. Cut to the diner. The boys are in their booth, and Sam is watching the white-haired man eat his pancakes with maple syrup. Just, like, eyeballing him like a crazy person. Yeah, he does look like a crazy person. <laughs> Dean says, so you think you're caught in some kind of what again? Sam says, eat your breakfast. <laughs> the white-haired man gets up to leave, so Sam follows him, holding a bag. Dean calls after him. What's in the bag? Sam and Dean follow the guy outside, and Sam pushes them up against a chain-link fence. Sam holds a bloody... Or, Sam holds up a blood-coated steak. That's just sounded wrong. <laughs> Sam a wood steak. I know. Not the meat kind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, a blood-coated uh, wood steak, wooden steak, to the guy's throat and says, I know what you are. Or should I say what? The guy says, oh my god, please don't kill me. You said I know what you are, or should I say what? <laughs> yeah, I know what you are, or should I say what? That's what Sam says to him. I thought he said I know who you are. What did I say? You said what? You said what twice? <laughs> I know what you are. Or should I say what? <laughs> okay, that's not what I meant. Okay. So I'm like, hold on. It threw me through. Like, listen, I could have moved on past that point and I wouldn't have had to, like, but I had to, like, stop everything because I was like, something isn't right. Okay, I'm going to try it again. Okay. Sam says, I know who you are. Or should I say what? Did I do it right? Yeah. Okay. The guy says, oh my God, please don't kill me. Sam says, it took me a hell of a long time, but I got it. It's your MO that gave you away. Going after pompous jerks, giving them their just desserts. Your kind love that, don't they? The guy says, yeah, sure. Okay, just put the steak down. Dean says, Sammy, maybe you should. But Samuel's, yeah, Samuel's, no, there's only one creature powerful enough to do what you're doing. Making reality out of nothing. Sticking people in time loops. In fact, you're pretty much, in fact, you'd pretty much have to be a god. You'd have to be a trickster. The guy says, Mr., my name is Ed Coleman. My wife's name is Amelia. I got two kids. For crying out loud, I sell ad space. Samuels, don't lie to me. I know what you are. We've killed one of your kind before. <laughs> then Ed Coleman's face morphs into the same trickster we saw last time. The trickster says, actually, bucko, you didn't. Sam says, why are you doing this? The trickster says, you're joking, right? You chuckleheads tried to kill me last time. Why wouldn't I do this? Chuckleheads. (laughs) Dean says, and Hasselbeck? What about him? The trickster says, that putz, he said he didn't believe in wormholes, so I dropped him in one. (laughs) Then you guys showed up. I made you the second you hit town. Sam says, so this is fun for you? Killing Dean over and over again? The trickster says... One, yes, it is fun. (laughs) Two, this is so not about killing Dean. This joke is on you, Sam. Watching your brother die every day, forever. Sam says, you son of a bitch. The trickster says, how will it take you, how will it take you to realize, probably how long. Yeah. (laughs) Probably just missed a word there. How long will it take you to realize you can't save your brother no matter what? Sam says, oh yeah, I kill you. This all ends now. Sam puts some pressure on the stake at the trickster's neck, and the trickster says, oh, hey, well, okay, look, I was just playing around. You can't take a joke. Fine. You're out of it. Tomorrow you wake up, it'll be Wednesday. I swear. Sam says, you're lying. The trickster says, if I am, you know where to find me, having pancakes at the diner. Sam says, no, easy. Sam says, no, easier to just kill you. The trickster says, sorry, kiddo, can't have that. And he snaps his fingers. 
We cut to Sam waking up in his motel room to a different song. It's Back in Time by Huey Lewis. Dean says to him, what, are you going to sleep all day? Sam says, no Asia. (laughs) Dean says, yeah, I know. This station sucks. (laughs) Sam says, it's Wednesday. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Dean says, yeah, which usually comes after Tuesday. (laughs) Turn that thing off, would you? Sam says, what, are you kidding? This isn't the most beautiful song you've ever heard. Dean says, no, geez, how many Tuesdays did you have? <laughs> Enough. Sam says, I don't know, I lost count. Hey, wait, what do you remember? Dean says, I remember you were pretty whacked out of it yesterday. Then I remember remember running into the trickster. But no, that's about it. Sam says, all right, pack your stuff. Let's get the hell out of town now. Dean says, no breakfast? Sam says, no breakfast. <laughs> you are not eating anything. Uh, we are not going to that diner. <laughs> so we cut to Dean loading up baby's trunk. Someone comes up behind him and he thinks it's Sam. Dean says, are you sure we should just let the trickster go? Dean turns around and it's Cal behind him, not Sam. Cal is pointing a gun at Dean and says, give me your wallet. Dean says, whoa, buddy, just relax. Cal yells, I am relaxed. <laughs> I'm relaxed. <laughs> I am calm. <laughs> Dean says, okay, all right. Nobody wants us to end the wrong way. Let's talk about it for a sec. So we cut to Sam still inside the motel room packing. He hears a gunshot and yells, Dean. Then he runs outside and we see Cal running away. Sam goes to Dean, but he's already dead. Sam holds him and says, no, no. Hey, come on. Not today. Not today. This isn't supposed to happen today. Come it's on. Wednesday. I know. <laughs> not Tuesday. He closes his eyes and waits to wake up in the motel room, but nothing happens. He says, I'm supposed to wake up. And he starts crying. Oh. I hate watching... I, I I hate watching Sam watch Dean. That was a weird sentence. Yeah. Die over and over and over again. Like I hate it. And then like you know this time where it's like not just the run of the mill. Oh, he's dying again. It's just right. Like, right. 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 Killing me. So we cut to six months later. Uh, we get a montage. <laughs> we see Sam speeding down a road in Baby. We hear a voicemail on Sam's phone. It goes, Sam, it's Bobby. Heard about that demon thing you took care of in Death Valley. Nice job. It's been about three months since we talked, though. It'd be nice to hear your voice. Give a call. I'm here. Uh, During this voicemail, we get flashes of Sam hunting monsters. At one point, he opens up Baby's trunk, and he's redone the arsenal so that every weapon has its place. We see him removing a bullet from his own body and then stitch up the wound. We see him eating a healthy dinner and that he set a place for Dean with a burger. Did you notice that? I know. I hate it. Yeah, imagine, does he do that every single meal he I has mean, for six months? I mean, listen, the guy's off his rocker at this mm-hmm. point. Like, he was already going crazy with, like, the whole never-ending Tuesday thing. Yeah. That set him off the edge to begin with. And then Dean, like, dies. Mm-hmm. And... You know, hasn't come back yet, and so he's just like, I mean, he's already gone bonkers, and then you add all that stress to it, like, he's a legit, like, yeah, insane person at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard to watch. We hear yeah. another voicemail from Bobby. It goes, Sam, Bobby again. Look, I'm worried about you. Just tell me you're not sitting alone somewhere obsessing over this damn trickster. Call me, Sam. We can find it together. No one should ha- take something like this on alone. You hear me? By the way, that vampire nest in Austin, hell of a job. During this voicemail, we see Sam cleaning weapons and looking at all the research he's got taped up to a wall. We see him wake up in bed alert, make his bed, and then brush his teeth. There's another voicemail. It goes, Sam, it's Bobby. I found him. We cut to the mystery spot. 
Bobby's got a spell ritual all set up on the floor. Sam walks in and Bobby says, it's good to see you, boy. And he hugs him. But Sam doesn't hug him back. He's gone, like, full emotions off. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's not, nothing is Mm -hmm. there. Sam says, what are we doing here, Bobby? Bobby says, this is the last place for sure the trickster worked his magic. Sam's like, so? Bobby says, so you want this thing? I found a summoning ritual to bring the trickster here. Sam asks, what do we need? Bobby says, blood. Sam says, how much blood? Bobby says, ritual says near a gallon. It's got to be fresh, too. Sam says, meaning we have to bleed a person dry. Bobby says, and it's got to be tonight or not for another 50 years. Sam says, then let's go get it some. Sam starts to walk away, but Bobby just stands there looking at him. Bobby says, you break my heart, kid. I'm not going to let you murder an innocent man. Sam says, then why'd you bring me here? Bobby says, why? Because it was the only way you'd see me. Because I'm trying to knock some sense into you. Because I thought you'd back down from killing a man. Sam says, well, you thought wrong. Leave the stuff. I'll do it myself. Bobby says, I told you. I'm not going to let you kill anyone. Sam yells, it's none of your damn business what I do. Bobby says, you want your brother back so bad? Fine. And Bobby pulls out a crazy looking dagger. Sam says, what are you talking about? Bobby says, better me than a civilian. Sam says, you're crazy, Bobby. I'm not killing you. Bobby says, oh, now I'm the crazy one. Look, Sam, I'm old and I'm coming near the end of my trail. But you can keep fighting, saving folk. But you need your brother. So let me give him back to you. You and Dean, you boys are the closest thing I have to a family. I want to do this. So I hate it all. Oh. Anyways, I love it. I love it. I love the emotion. So Sam takes the dagger and says, okay. Bobby says, okay. And then he turns around and gets on his knees. Bobby says, just make it quick. Do it, son. Sam says, yeah, okay, Bobby. Then he takes a blood-covered steak out of his jacket. Sam says, but you want to know why? He stabs Bobby in the back with it and says, because you're not Bobby. Bobby collapses on his face, and Sam stares at him for a bit. Sam says, Bobby? Bobby? Um, yeah. yeah, and he's totally thinking that he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> then Bobby's body fades away to nothing. The stake flies off the floor and into the trickster's hand, who's standing behind Sam. The trickster says, you're right. I was just screwing with you. Pretty good, though, Sam. Smart. Let me tell you, whoever said Dean was the dysfunctional one has never seen you with a sharp object in your hand. Holy full metal jacket. (sighs) Sam says, bring him back. The trickster says, who? Dean? Didn't my girl send you the flowers? Dean's dead. He ain't coming back. His soul's downstairs doing the hellfire rumba as we speak. Sam says, just take us back to that Tuesday or Wednesday when it all started. Please, we won't come after you. I swear. The trickster says, you swear? Sam says, yes. The trickster says, I don't know. Even if I could. Sam says, you can. The trickster says, true, but that doesn't mean I should. Sam, there's a lesson here that I've been trying to drill into that freakish Cro-Magnon skull of yours. Sam says, lesson? What lesson? The trickster says, this obsession to save Dean, the way you two keep sacrificing yourself for each other. Nothing good comes out of it, just blood and pain. Dean's your weakness, and the bad guys know it, too. He's going to be the death of you, Sam. Sometimes you just got to let people go. Sam says, he's my brother. The trickster says, yep, and like it or not, this is what life's going to be like without him. Sam has been looking pretty pathetic this whole time. (laughs) Now he looks like he's going to cry. He says, please, just please. I hate it. I know. He does just (laughs) look like a sad puppy. Yeah. Begging for Somebody, like, 
stepped on his tail and hasn't fed him for a week. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> the trickster sighs and says, I swear, it's like talking to a brick wall. Okay, look, this all stopped being fun months ago. You are Travis Bickle in a skirt, pal. I don't know who that is. I looked it up, but I, I don't no remember. He, trickster says, I'm over it. Sam says, meaning what? The trickster says, meaning that's for me to know and you to find out. Then he snaps his fingers. We cut to Dean, we cut to Sam waking up in the motel room to the song Back in Time again. Dean says, what, are you going to sleep all day? I know. No, Asia. This station sucks. <laughs> Sam says, it's Wednesday. Dean says, yeah, which usually follows Tuesday. <laughs> Turn that thing off. Sam walks over to Dean and hugs him hard. Oh, they yeah, love each other. I know. Dean says, dude, how many Tuesdays did you have? Enough. <laughs> yeah, Sam says, enough. Wait, what do you remember? Dean says, I remember you were pretty whacked out yesterday. I remember catching up with a trickster, and that's about it. Sam says, let's go. Dean says, no breakfast? Sam says, no breakfast. Dean says, all right, I'll pack the car. Sam says, wait, you're not going anywhere alone. Dean says, it's the parking lot, Sam. Sam says, just trust me. They're about to walk out of the motel room, but Sam is lingering. Dean says, hey, you don't look so good. Something else happened? Sam says, I just had a really weird dream. Dean says, clowns are midgets. They smile, and Dean walks outside. Sam takes one last look at his bed, and he looks like he's going to cry. He walks out and credits. Okay, so I have thoughts. All right. <laughs> First thing, because it happened most recently, why does a weird dream have to equal clowns or midgets? <laughs> like, why? I don't know. <laughs> That's it's just like... He's just being a smart ass. Well, he I thinks mean, yes. clowns because he knows Sam is afraid of clowns, but I don't well, know why yeah. he does the midget thing. Like, yeah, midget. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> um, also, so Sammy kind of reminds me. So, like, when he kind of goes all, like, dark side, mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me of, like, the vampires in the Vampire Diaries when they, like, flip their humanity switch and they just, like, don't care about anything. They're oh, like, yeah. this is what... I need to do this is what I need to do oh well you know like yeah. there's no emotions there mm-hmm. um, also like okay so I I hate watching them or Dean die over and over again right but like this episode is great <laughs> this episode is so it's, funny it's hilarious even because he always dies in these like ridiculous ways so it's just kind of like okay what in the world um but also, so what do you think would have happened if it was Sam dying over and over again and not Dean? If it had been reversed? Oh, like, I think I think Dean would have, I, there would have been a lot more anger going yeah. on. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. But like, do you think he would have just, like, do you think he would have been able to figure it out sooner? Like, do you think? I don't he know. Would have just like, because Sam, given up eventually. Sam only figured it out because of the the maple syrup being switched. Yeah. You know, and I just, your foot over there scared the fuck out of me. (laughs) I heard a noise. I looked over at the chair and there was something flesh covered and moving. And I was like, dear God. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Really scared me. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) It's just, your foot is so far away from your torso too, that I just, I couldn't believe that it was attached to you. I have long legs. Yeah. I am also tall. Yeah. I think Dean would have figured it out eventually, but I do think he probably would have needed Bobby's help to, like, actually get it. And I don't know, like, if he would have handled it. Like, not that Sam handled it well, Mm -hmm. but, like, I think that Dean would have probably spiraled a lot quicker. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. 
I totally like, do. Because I think with, so with Dean dying, I think Sam's like, oh no, my brother's gone. Where with Sam, if, like, when he, because, like, he's already died once. Yeah. Like, when he dies, it's like a, oh no, my brother's gone, but also at the same time, there's, like, a level of guilt there because Dean's got it drilled into him since he was little. Like, you protect your brother no matter what. Right, right. So it's like... With, which Sam never had any of that. He's just like, oh, my brother. And Dean's like, oh, my brother. And oh, no. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I've done a terrible thing. Yeah. Even though it's not his fault. But right. Um, anyways, so what is your favorite moment from this episode? My very favorite moment is when Sam and Dean are in the diner. And um, Sam is in the process of trying to tell Dean that what's going on and how he knows and blotty blotty mm-hmm. and um and they're saying the things at the same time so um when they're when they both say Sam Winchester cries his way through sex yeah. Sam Winchester <laughs> keeps a ruler by his bed and every morning when he wakes up mm-hmm. I just think that that was so fucking hilarious yeah. and I'm glad they didn't finish that thought but we all know where it goes oh yeah well, they probably couldn't have anyway yeah. it's just cause you know TV but, but it's, just, it's just perfect <laughs> yeah and then my favorite um, my favorite death is definitely the tacos do these tacos taste weird to you? <laughs> tacos taste funny yeah. to you what was your favorite moment so, my favorite... I have three. Okay, that's fine. Because <laughs> I couldn't choose. So, my first one was, yesterday was Tuesday, right? But today is Tuesday, too! Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, when um, Dean is asking Sam about, like, if it was cool when he got hit by the car or whatever, and uh-huh. like, did it look cool like in the movies? And Sam's just like, "You peed yourself, Dean. You, know, like, yeah. you peed yourself." He's you know, like, so over it. Yeah, he's, he's just like, "God, dude." You know, like he says it so hilariously. Too. Yeah, yeah. And then also one of my my other favorite moment was the same. As yours, oh, okay, just like the mimicking. Yeah, because he's so snotty about it too. I know. Like he's just like, you know, Sam. Yep, yep. But, okay, so. And wait, did you say your favorite death? What was, so, yeah, what was your favorite death? My favorite death was the tacos. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my favorite, I have a couple. So, my very favorite, I think, of him dying was choking on the sausage. Yeah. (laughs) Because, to me, there's just some sort of, like, poetic. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, I just, it's great. Um. Also, when the retriever, like, totally mauled Dean oh, and, like, yeah. just throw it out. Because you get this, like, retriever who's this, like, happy dog. I mean, barking all the time. But just, like, you it's look at a retriever happy and you dog. think, like, oh, hey, cute puppy. And then all yeah. of a sudden you just hear, Rawr! you know, like, the dog, like, goes full-on lion. Yeah. Over him. I love it. Um, also, when he slipped in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> really common. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. And that that was a cute scene anyways, where you see him popping his head out of the shower and he's covered in soap. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's probably my my favorite that he did. Definitely the sausage, though. It's like, that takes the cake for me. Yeah, yeah. It was was great. Um, So our interesting facts from this episode. uh, When the brothers are posing as reporters interviewing the mystery spot owner, Sam gets worked up and Dean refers to him as... Kolchak? Kolchak? I don't remember how to say it. Um, This is a reference to the 1970s 
TV show, Kolchak, The Night Stalker, about a newspaper reporter who uncovers supernatural causes in his investigations. I think I own those movies, actually. I yeah, think they were I, movies, and then I don't remember if they got turned into a TV show with yeah, the same so actor. Yeah, 70s TV show. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it didn't say anything about movies. It doesn't yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're... Well, the, the show got redone in the um, early 2000s, maybe like 2004 or five, And I have that because it's starring okay. Stuart Townsend, who is dreamy as fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's a, he's a reporter and like his wife died in this really fucked up way kind of in front of him. Uh-huh. And so he's just trying to figure it out. And there's all these like weird ass, like X-Files, these supernatural things happening. Uh-huh. Um and he's just trying to he's just trying to figure it out. It, there's some really good episodes. I own it. <laughs> we'll watch it. Okay. Um, I swear that what I saw before the original were actually two movies. I think it was two movies, and then it got turned into a TV series. But I yeah. might just be totally fluffing out of my ass right now. I, oh, don't I know. have no idea. <laughs> you know way more than I do about this. So <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go okay. with you know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, Your foot scared me again. <laughs> I just moved it. I know. I could see it, like, because it's like the toe is, like, your toe is popping out of the back of the computer screen, and so when it moves, I'm like, what's that? What's that? Ah! Uh, anyway. Okay. So, where was I? Oh, um, this episode draws inspiration from the X-Files Monday, in which Agent Mulder dies repeatedly and wakes up to relive the day anew. Monday was co-written by John... Shabon? I think so. Who served as co-producer for Mystery Spot. While the events of Monday happen on a Monday, the events of Mystery Spot take place on a Tuesday. I don't remember that episode, to be honest. I don't know any of those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't rewatched. Um, I rewatched The X-Files when I was... Um, I, I had to go on disability at work because I had... Remember I told you I had the shingles in my ears? Oh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. after a while, I couldn't really work because I was too confused. I couldn't drive. Yeah. You know, and I couldn't... I was just too confused with... Shingles vision? Well, yeah. With the way everything looked, I, I was just so dizzy and I didn't feel good. Yeah. Um, and all my joints hurt. It was just a horrible fucked up time. So oh, yeah. I rewatched it, but I was in this like weird high shingle vision place when I rewatched it. So... Yeah. And that was a long time ago, too. That was, like, eight years ago, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. You'll be proud of me. I started watching Firefly. <laughs> yeah, Just, like, the first. I've seen, like, the first part of the first episode, but it was kind of, it was late at night, and I was just like, I can't do this right now. I feel like I have to, like, actually pay attention to this. And okay, the first know. episode is my least favorite. Yeah. Just so you know. It gets, oh, and you'll get a bunch of Mark Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. I've already seen him once. I'm like, what? You know, like, so he's he looks a like a baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but, I love yeah, it. I so, told, my favorite is Wash, the yeah. the um the pilot. The one from oh, what's he from? Castle? No, that's um, Nathan Fillion. He plays Mal. Ma- He's oh. the main guy. He's like the captain of the ship. Yeah. But the pilot, the guy who actually, you know. Oh, the one that's it. playing with the dinosaurs at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we saw him yeah. at um, a Seattle convention. Um, Eric and I did a couple of years ago. And uh-huh. he was just, he did a panel and he was so sweet. Everybody who um, asked a question, he gave a cool gift to. Mm-hmm. And Eric asked him a question. I don't remember what it was, but he got something from him. Yeah, but he was just—it's like what Ruth funny does at her sweet. panels. It was, but it was, but it was cool shit. It was like yeah, video not just games. like shampoo from a hotel. It was like video games and shit, yeah. and like scripts he was giving to people. Oh, wow. It was really cool. cool stuff. Yeah, and it was just if you went and asked a question, he would just give you something dope. Yeah, he was such That's a nice guy. Awesome. I love him. Yeah, I do gotta say, like, I think it's hilarious that Ruth gives out like 
shampoo. And I know. You look more like a conditioner person. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's super funny. Uh, that's great. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, okay, this episode was set in Broward County, Florida, um, but it was filmed in Steven, Steveston, hmm, BC. So. Steveston? Or maybe Stevenson? Uh, Stevenston? I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Um, <coughs> most recently used as the main filming and location for the TV show Once Upon a Time. Oh, wow. Cool. I still haven't finished that all the way yet. Yeah, me neither. I kind of like dropped off. The last couple seasons were... We talked about kind this on like, a previous episode. Yeah, they yeah. Were, I, I've, I want to. At some point, I will. But yeah, same. I don't even remember where I left off. Quite honestly, at this point, I just yeah. have to like watch an episode and see if it looked familiar. No, right. Um, mystery spots, also called gravity hills, are common throughout the world. Uh, though this episode is based in Broward County, Florida, no actual mystery spot is located there. However, there is one called Spook Hill, located just a few hours northeast in Lake Wales. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know where that is. I, I don't know. Lake Wales. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Lake Wales. <laughs> um, on medieval market days, the gullible might buy a pig in a poke, a baby pig in a cloth sack, without checking that the content really is a valuable piglet. What they really got was a worthless cat, so a pig in a poke is a con job or a worthless object presented as a thing of value. Letting the cat out of the bag in the sense of revealing a secret comes from spoiling that same scam. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. But, like, pig How does that in translate to food? I mean, it's probably... I would guess it's some sort of pork wrapped... It, it's probably, like... A pig in a pancake or something like that. Right. Like, you know how you get the, like, pigs in a blanket or whatever? Yeah. That's probably what it is. Okay. That's what I would assume. That sounds That's what would so make the good most right sense now. To me. Oh, dude. I'm hungry. Those would be good. We need to make those little smoky octopus things again. Oh, my God, we those do. Good. Those are good. And we, and we can put a picture of it. I know. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll have to. Th- those were good. Oh, man. Now I want them. I know. Anyways. We can do it next weekend. We can. We might have to. We might have to. Dean says the situation was Dingo ate my baby crazy. That is this. That is the name of Oz's band on Buffy, um, which originated from a pop culture joke based on a true story, on the true story of the death of Azaria Chamberlain, um, an Australian baby girl who died in 1980 after being carried off by a dingo. Yeah. I have heard that saying so many times. Yeah, but yeah. I, never, I thought it was just like a. You know, you think it was something jab at the Australians happened. or something. You yeah. know, like I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, but eh, turns out there's there's a story there. Um, the back of the mystery spot pamphlet says where the laws of physics have no meaning. Um, there are also three equations. E equals mc squared is Einstein's equation for special relativity. Spatial. It says special in here, and oh. I know it means spatial after I read it. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. Maybe we're wrong. It Who says knows? special. No. I thought it was, it's the theory of real relativity. Yeah, yeah. Is what it, okay. I'm guessing spatial, and somebody probably doesn't know how to spell. Okay. We'll go with Maybe it. autocorrect got all. Yeah. Maybe that's special. Eh, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so the next one is F equals G times M1 times M2 divided by R squared, um, and that computes the gravitational attraction between two objects. Uh, both are physics equations. 
Um, the last one is a equals pi r squared, computing the area within a circle, um, and it's pure geometry, not physics. Okay. I do vaguely remember that equation. I don't. Now that I, like, said it, mm-hmm. out loud, not that I would know how to use it, but <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, according to Jared Padalecki, this episode was written to serve as a season finale if the writer's strike forced the production to a halt. Um, if that happened, Dean was really supposed to be dead at the end and the trickster would not bring him back. Um, as the strike was settled, the episode continued to be just a regular episode. Um, because of the strike, though, season three has only 16 episodes instead of the usual 22. That's right. Um <laughs> Technically, Dean is the only character that dies in this episode, but he dies 111 times. <laughs> that is so bonkers. Poor bugger. Poor Sam. It's not like Dean remembers any of it. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's about pig in a poke. Oh, okay, so this one kind of this is similar to one of the other ones, but it kind of like swings a little more. So it says, in the diner, Dean gets all... Gets excited over Pig and a Poke being a special of the day. Um, Sam asks him if he even knows what it is. The, in fact, Pig and a Poke is also an expression that refers to an item being presented in a way that conceals its true value or lack of value. Um, this seems to be a reference to the trickster being behind the magic of this hunt and not the mystery spot, as Sam and Dean first thought. Okay, that makes sense. Like, I get it. Like, there's yeah. a connection there. I would have never, like, made that connection. Yeah, yeah ever but um so the song that is playing on the clock radio when sam wakes up and realizes that it's finally wednesday is the same song that is playing on the clock radio when marty mcfly wakes up and realizes that he is back from 1995 and back to the future um the song is back in time by huey lewis and the news Mm -hmm. that's cool um the, towards the end of the episode, Sam takes a sawed-off pump-action shotgun from the trunk of the Impala. Uh, this is the same shotgun that the brothers found in the episode Bad Day at Black Rock. Um, it's the first sawed-off Dean made himself. Aww. Um, let's see. Some of Dean's 100-plus deaths are, but... <laughs> are but not limited to dean is shot by the mystery spot owner he's hit by a car squished by falling furniture choked on the sausage or he choked on the sausage (coughs) i'm choking on my own spit um (laughs) falling in the shower eating tacos being electrocuted hit by a flying axe hit by an arrow attacked by a vicious dog and shot by a robber awesome so those are just the ones that they show in the episode but there's like a ton more there's so many more um the trickster, is te- bleh, the trickster tells Sam, you are Travis Bickle in a skirt pal. He is referring to the character played by Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver from 1976. Oh, right. Um, which I... I haven't I seen that movie, but I remember reading that. I've heard of Taxi Driver, but I mm-hmm. honestly couldn't even tell you what it's about. I just know the title. Yeah. <laughs> um... Last one, when Sam tells Dean that they may be stuck in a time loop, Dean says, like Groundhog Day. Um, he's referring to the 1993 Bill Murray comedy. Um, so those are our interesting facts from this episode. Um, our research for this episode um, is a mystery spot in Santa Cruz, California. Um, so it says, this is off of mysteryspot.com. So this is like their website. Um, okay. 
says the mystery spot is a gravitational anomaly located in the redwood forest just outside of santa cruz california um it is a circular area of effect around 150 feet or 46 meters in diameter um the mystery spot was discovered in 1939 by a group of surveyors and opened to the public in 1940. Uh, the mystery spot has amazed and perplexed... Oops, it skipped on me. Okay. Has amazed and perplexed hundreds of thousands of visitors from all over the world, and many return time and time again to experience these puzzling variations of gravity, perspective, and height. Huh. Um, some speculate that cones of metal were secretly, secretly brought here and buried in the earth as guidance systems for an alien spacecraft. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Um, okay. Some think that it's, in fact, the spacecraft, spacecraft itself buried deep within the ground. Um, other theories include carbon dioxide permeating from the earth, a hole in the ozone layer, a magma vortex, um, the highest dielectric biocosmic radiation why was that so hard to read um known anywhere in the world and radiesthesia um whatever the cause is it remains a mystery hmm. um ooh, why apparently it turns out their pain is being a little screwy hmm. what just happened hold on i gotta get there again I don't know what just happened. Where is... Okay. You said it's outside of Santa Cruz? It's, it says just out in the Redwood Forest, just outside of Santa Cruz. Where's Santa Cruz? Is that like northern, southern? I could not tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Um, so the history of the mystery spot. Um, uh, come on. It won't let me scroll. Um, so basically the people that originally bought the place wanted to get it for a summer home or mountain cabin um but the people that they were buying it from wouldn't sell the ground unless they wouldn't sell the level ground unless they purchased a strip across the entire south end of the property including the hillside um so finally they bought the whole piece um and as they were helping the surveyor along the north line they noticed the compass um was varying a small amount on the transit and spoke to the person about it um oh come on why why is this being so difficult it's just like the things that i had up before are now not so i have to like go and click through things to get to the different (laughs) it's fine um so yeah um oh crud now where was i this is awkward that's okay you're talking about um, okay. yeah. Um, they so they were helping. They noticed varying in the, uh, variations in the compass. Um, they said that whoever was showing them the property said that they might get a variation along a barbed wire fence or some mineral in the ground, and just to let it like just to leave it at that. Um, so. Later on, they realized there was no barbed wire fence near where they were at the time, and as far as they knew, no excessive mineral in the ground, so um, they took their own small hand compass and went over the north line to try and check on it. Um, the variation there was not great enough to where they can tell anything about it um, with the point of the hill and through the brush. Um, 
On returning, they came down a little canyon or draw above there. In doing so, they felt very lightheaded or top-heavy um, and felt like something trying was trying to force this force them right off the hill. Um, wow. they, they sat down for a while to try and overcome the feeling, and while sitting there, they happened to look at the compass again. Um, and there the compass had varied enough that they needed nothing to compare it with to tell it was not correct. <laughs> okay. Um they begin to check from that, and then they found the more that they checked, the more they found until um, they had found um, a spot of ground there um, about 150 feet in diameter that has not found um, any instrument absolutely correct. Um, portable radio will play any place over it, but with very little variation being the nearest correct they have found. So, hmm. just like nothing that's supposed to work there does work. Wow. And that was when they were still kind of like putting it together. Okay. Um, so, it's a historical landmark. Um, the mystery spot was listed in the California Register as a California historical landmark. Um, countersigned by the director of California State Parks on August 22nd, 2014. Um, the mystery spot is California Historical Landmark number 1055. Cool. Uh, so they call it a roadside attraction. <laughs> yeah. It was established in 1941. Um, it's the first and most significant example of its type in California. So they call it a tilt box or a gravity house. Um, and it was established by George Prather, um, and then it became a popular roadside attraction under the stewardship of Prather's son, Bruce, in the late 1940s and 50s. So, That'd be interesting to go there. Yeah, I think, um, from what it sounds like, it's like, okay, you know, things roll up instead of down, or, like, things can stand on their own, like, that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, there's... Oh, good grief. This is just obnoxious. I'm sorry, folks. Um, so they have a photo gallery. I thought they had a... Well, okay, apparently not. I thought they had a place in there somewhere. I'm not going to search through the whole thing again to figure out, like, what all the different thing quirks were about the yeah, area. Yeah. But, yeah, basically gravity is not what it seems. I'm yeah. Guessing. That's so That's interesting. I would love to go see that. That sounds super fun. Yeah, that would be interesting. I wouldn't mind doing it. Like, yeah. I feel like I've been by, well, I've been past maybe the Oregon Vortex, which is kind of near here. Yeah. I wanted to look that one up, but there just wasn't really a lot of information on it. It was all, like, Wikipedia stuff. Like, yeah. there was no, like, website or anything that's, like, super popular about it. So it was kind of, like... Yeah, okay, this could be true. This could also be just... Because anybody can do anything with Wikipedia. Right, right, that's true. It's just like, eh, okay. Um, but, so, what was your idiot or ass but moment from this week? Oh, man. Okay, so... Um, I was uh, still sleeping as morning time. Killian had gotten up to go to the bathroom, um... And he came back. I was like, I need to sleep a little bit longer. And he was like, okay, I'm going to watch the tablet. He's like, I'm hungry, but I grabbed a handy snack. So I'm just going to eat my handy snacks. Mm -hmm. He's like, I grabbed two of them. I was like, okay, that's fine. You can totally eat next to me in bed while you watch the tablet and I sleep longer. He's like, okay. So I go back to sleep. And then I wake up a little bit later um, to Killian running in the room and saying, I flushed it. 
And I was like, what? He's like, like, my handy snack package. I flushed them down the toilet. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, crap. And so now our toilet is fucking broken. Oh, no. Like, you can't flush anything down it. You can flush, like, like, you know, pee, and that's it. But no, like, toilet paper or anything. It, like, goes down super slowly. And once the water goes out, it goes glug, 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 glug. And we tried. We got one of those little, I don't know what it's called, but it's um, it's kind of like a snake that has a grabber on the end of it. Yeah. And it just didn't get it. So um, we were at Home Depot talking to a guy about it. And he was like, if this doesn't work, then you have to call a plumber. Yeah. To take the toilet off the wall. And we were just like, fuck. Uh. So Killian was so sorry about it. I felt really bad because he was really, really upset that he did something wrong. I don't know. He was just trying something out. Trying yeah. an experiment. A little so, science experiment yeah, so that we went horribly we didn't, wrong. Yeah. We didn't get mad at him or anything. But, yeah. you know, it was... He was so upset. He was crying. And it was just like, uh. So anyway, one of our three toilets is <sighs> down for the count. Jeez. But, um, and we are paying so many medical bills this month that we can't afford a plumber. Yeah. So we have... Just use the other bathrooms. I know. I mean, we have two other toilets. It's totally doable. There are yeah. four of us in this house, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's doable. So anyway, yeah. that's... That's happened. My, <laughs> my son was an idiot. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. What was your idiot or aspect moment? So my, I'm going to call it an idiot moment. It wasn't for me. So it was for my horse because he's a dummy and he decided that he was going to run through a fence. Oh, no. <laughs> Cut his nose up, had this huge flap. So this is also kind of an aspect moment, too. There's like two parts to this story. So the first part of it is that he was dumb and he ran through a fence so he like cut up all four of his legs Aww. and he like tore a flap of skin off of his nose like to the point where it was just like hanging there but it wasn't like it wasn't dead or dried out or anything it was still like very much alive so, and yeah. it was trying to like kind of heal back together so yeah. I was like trying to just like goop it up with neosporin so it doesn't like dry out and get that like all weird and scabby and stuff yeah um so, yeah, but then I had to go and get antibiotics for him. And so this is right after I got my new car, right? So yeah. I put a down payment on a new car. And then two days later, my horse decides to run through the fence. And then I have to go spend money to get antibiotics and do all this. I'm like, dude, because I left myself just like, you know, a couple hundred dollars. I'm like, I'll be fine for a week. You know, yeah. like, it'll be totally fine. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Go spend pretty much all of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> on medication. I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. Um... Because, like, like the next day his legs were all swollen and his nose was getting swollen. And I'm like, yeah. that's not good, you yeah, know? Yeah, poor thing. Um, but anyway, so that was that. And I'm having to, like, do wound care on him and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But here's the thing that makes me mad. So somebody, okay, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. So he had this flap of skin on his nose, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody cut it off. Like, and it was still live. Like, it was trying to reattach to his nose. And, like, it had to have bled all over the place, I'm sure, because it was, there was, I mean, it wasn't dead skin. It was, it was still very much attached. And I bet that hurts so much. Oh, I know, right? And the thing is, is, like, when I looked at it, it was, like, a legit, like, straight blunt edge across. Like, it was cut unless he saw the only thing that I could figure is that if some there was something sharp enough like out in a field or Mm -hmm. like he itched he was trying to itch his nose because it was like you know as it heals it itches a little bit like and he caught like the edge of something really sharp and just tore it straight across yeah but like probably not though that doesn't happen 
usually if they're like gonna do something like that it'll like tear it worse or it'll like tear it and kind of like in a weird you know like it's not going to be a blunt straight cut across like exactly where the edge of the flap was you know and Mm -hmm. i'm like are you joking me and of course nobody will admit to doing it right and nobody seems to know who would have done it you know and i'm just like jeez are you kidding me like you don't just go up to another person's animal and just like i'm just gonna like cut the skin off of their nose you know like you wouldn't do that to your own horse like why i mean a a horse animal anything like that like you wouldn't just go up to somebody's you know dog and be like oh your dog has a piece of skin hanging off because they hurt themselves let me cut it off you know like you'd be like oh do they need stitches or like do they need to get it like bandaged or whatever like where's the logic in this place somebody was an ass butt and Mm -hmm. took the skin off of his nose and you know that somebody and the other thing that leads me to believe that somebody did it was that he had like some dried blood on his nose and stuff from when mm-hmm. he had originally hurt himself. And there wasn't, like, any cuts or anything underneath it. It was just dried on there. And, I, and his nose was really sore and all that sort of stuff. He didn't really like me messing with it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just dried blood. I've figured out there's nothing under it. Like, I was able to clean it enough to realize that it was just, like, stuck to his skin or whatever. Yeah. Or his hair. Um, and that was all gone, too. So, like, the same day that I noticed that the flap of skin was gone his nose somebody cleaned his nose like cleaned it there was no dried blood on there anywhere like Mm. everything was clean and like cut off and I'm like are you joking like so not only did they just like cut it off they like cleaned everything and tried to like fix because it probably bled all over the place it must have yeah because I mean it was live skin they just that's so sliced off and I'm like are you joking me so like and you know somebody like he wouldn't have it's not like he's gonna, like, the blood's gonna, like, wash off the other dried blood, you know? Like, that's yeah. not how that works. And then he would have more dried blood on him. Right, exactly. So, I'm just like, oh, just pisses me off. Yeah. And I don't know who did it. And nobody seems to know who did it. And if they do know who did it, they're not admitting it. And my guess is whoever did it probably thought they were being helpful. Yeah. But that's, like, a big no-no. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't doesn't matter if it's a horse or any other animal like you don't do that to somebody else's animal or at the very least you say hey i i think this needs to be done or do you mind if i do this or something you don't just say something you don't just do it like so anyways that was my that is super bonkers i'm so sorry that happened moment poor guy poor toby i feel so bad he put himself through the ringer Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassbuttspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thank you. Thank you.